Dash, what are you doing in my seat? I don't know. We'll get to that. Oh. There's a reason. Okay. Because uh, we're doing something a little different today. We're not doing a screenplay. We're doing a TV show. Not just any TV show. Have you guys heard of Bill Maher? Yeah. Heard, heard of him. I've been to uh, his live show. Uh, I don't know if that's something you want to admit publicly. Uh, I'm an open book. <laughs> yeah. I'm a different person now. Okay. All right. Well, he has a TV show on HBO, Real Time with Bill Maher, mm-hmm. and it has been shut down due to the writer's strike, like, like every other show. Right? Uh, and he has decided that he's going to bring it back on the air without writers. Wow. Bold move there. Yeah. It's a pretty big move. Didn't Drew Barrymore make a similar choice? Yeah, but she's walked it back. Because mm. Why did she walk it back? Because it's a pretty bad idea. Yeah. Because yeah. she's a coward, maybe. Maybe. maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We'll coward. find out. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured we'd uh, give um, give this a shot and have AI, mm. our friend Chad uh, Gepetti, Chad GPT. Yeah. Oh. With a special guest. He's star. got a little... Uh, Mech Bill Maher friend. He's got a buddy. He's got a side. Gundam Bill Maher. Yeah. We figured we'd give uh, Chad a shot at writing an episode of Real Time with Bill Maher, and you're going to play Bill Maher. Me, as in, like, me. me? Yes, you. Okay. Right there. You. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> something that I wasn't prepared for at all, but thank you Definitely for not. just putting that on me at the last minute. Great. You're welcome. Okay. So all shall right. we dive in? I'm ready. Yeah. Somehow, I'm ready for this. <laughs> scroll it down. Scroll it down. Thank you very much. Settle down, everyone. Good evening, folks. Welcome to another edition of Real Time with Bill Maher, the show that, guess what, is still happening. Yes, that's right. Why? Because unlike the WGA writers, I'm not out there holding a sign. I'm in here holding down the fort. You know... Hollywood's buzzing with strikes right now. The Writers Guild of America is out there picketing, complaining about residuals, complaining about AI taking their jobs, complaining about the price of avocado toast, probably. (laughs) They're worried a machine, a machine is going to write the next Citizen Kane. Well, newsflash, the machine is writing this show tonight. That's right, that's right. And why? Why? Because I don't think we should just hand people jobs. They have to fight for them. I mean, I fought for my job. I fought through conservative cancel culture, social media hate mobs, and the enduringly terrible traffic on the 405. But now, now, writers want to be compensated like they're all Hemingways or something just because they throw a couple of zingers into an episode of The Bachelor. Come on. Come on. Speaking of people who think that they deserve something they haven't earned, Hunter Biden has been indicted for gun possession. Yeah, another stroke of bad luck for the Biden family. It's like Hunter's life is written by the same folks who scripted Breaking Bad, but without the artistic integrity. And, speaking of strokes, Mitch McConnell looked like he had one on live TV this week. Listen, I'm not making fun of the guy's health, but could it be karma? After years of blocking legislation, like he's the human version of constipation, finally, something got blocked in return. Now, let's take a global detour, shall we, folks? Russia and Ukraine are at war, and it's a situation that requires serious thought and deep analysis, which you won't get from the picket line. (laughs) 
Our ability to think deeply about these issues is compromised. When the minds who usually wrestle with them are too busy with wrestling with how they can get more money for writing fart jokes. Fart jokes. Oh, and the United Auto Workers are also on strike. That's right. The people who brought you cars that need recalls more often than the Kardashians need Botox have decided they're indispensable. All right. Maybe, just maybe, the world doesn't stop spinning because you put down your wrench or your pen, for that matter. Get it? Yep. Okay. So let's get real here. Let's get real here. AI is coming. We can't stop it, so hell, I embrace it. My monologue tonight, written by ChatGPT. That's right. And I, and I think it did a pretty damn good job. If writers are so great, let them prove it. Let them fight for their jobs, not just stand in line waiting for it to be given to them. All right, let's move on with the show. Tonight, we've got a packed lineup of guests who can form sentences all by themselves. <laughs> Let's make the best of this dystopian mess that we're living in, shall we? End of monologue. <laughs> okay. okay. That was a, a stunningly good Bill Maher impression. I for practiced. For having no notice at all. I practiced a little bit in the two seconds between you <laughs> giving me that assignment and me immediately sure? having to go directly to television. Are we sure it's something about the seat? Maybe something about the seat makes you... It's almost as if... Chad and I and our guest are connected by being me being there where is a you US, usually are. There is a USB coming out of the chair. It's going up into we Somewhere. don't need to comment on where, but it is there. I don't know, Connor. It's, you're the only one. You feel it in your uh, I feel bones, it. and it feels good. Good. Now I know why you are the way you are in this chair, Connor. That's right. And those those <laughs> moans that you're emitting during our other recording. Let me hear are, yours. Yeah, it's in Bill Maher. Yeah, <laughs> new room. Oh. Subscribe at AI Writers Room, <laughs> Patreon, AI Writers Room OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Shall okay. we? Ha- shall we hop into this interview segment? Let's then? go into it. I'm ready. Bill Maher sits at his desk, smiling as the camera pulls back to reveal two guests. On the left side of the desk is Dr. Karen Fields, a liberal sociologist known for an- her anti-AI and anti-cancel culture stances. Something about this chair. Uh. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) on the right is jack harris a conservative tech entrepreneur who is pro ai and thinks cancel culture is just again the fucking chair (laughs) it's completely accurate all right (laughs) all right welcome back tonight we're diving into the ai abyss and talking cancel culture we've got dr karen fields a sociologist uh, who thinks AI is the end of civilization as we know it, and Jack Harris, the tech entrepreneur who says cancel culture is basically just a long overdue timeout for adults. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for having me, Bill. I have to say, though, I'm surprised you're even on the air tonight with the uh, WGA on strike. Oh, he's on the air because he's a pragmatist, Doctor. Maybe your academics could learn a thing or two. <laughs> Listen, all right, let's not fire the first salvo just yet. Karen, let's start with you. Why are you so against AI? Well, Bill, it's not about being against AI. It's about understanding that machines lack the social and ethical nuances that humans possess. By endorsing AI the way that you are, you're basically saying it's okay to reduce complex human experiences into algorithms. 
That's hilarious, because you know what else reduces complex human experiences? Cancel culture. <laughs> you tweet one wrong thing, and you're excited to social... Si oh, and you're exiled ah. to social Siberia. Ah, cancel culture, the national pastime of ruining someone's pastime. Karen, you've been vocally against that, too. Isn't that a bit consistent? Or inconsistent? Not at all, Bill. My point is... Whether it's AI or cancel culture, we're letting systems, technological or social, replace human judgment. And that's dangerous. Dangerous? What's dangerous is living in an echo chamber where no one ever gets called out. That's how you end up with entitled folks who think they can do no wrong. So, Jack, you're saying accountability is essential, but only if a robot's keeping tabs? No, what I'm saying is that humans... Whoa, that was... Who the hell was that? I don't know where he came from, but uh, I, I like the look of him. He's a pretty handsome guy. I like the robot arms. <laughs> Wish I had those. And a robot penis. Mine is not functional as it is. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that humans are flawed, Bill. AI can make things more efficient. Help us be better. Hmm. So uh, we should all aspire to be emotionless, logic-driven robots. What's next? Mandatory viewings of The Terminator as a utopian ideal? <laughs> well, AI did write my monologue tonight, so maybe Skynet is more into comedy than global annihilation. See? AI can be a force for good, or at least a force for humor. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you're missing the point. Your joke about Mitch McConnell's stroke... <laughs> Uh, it's going to be really sad if he's dead by the time oh. this airs. He's got a few days left. Will it? <laughs> <laughs> it's controversial because a machine can't understand the implications. Tomorrow you might find yourself canceled because of that. So you're saying my AI writer, Chad, should join Twitter to get the full 2020s experience of stepping on a social landmine? Chad doesn't know about X, apparently. X, yeah, no, that's right, 2021, we're in the pre-X world, which is for the better, probably. Maybe it would teach it some nuance. Whoa. Mic or drop. maybe, Dr. Fields, it would teach you that not every tweet deserves a life sentence. Every, you mean every X? Every X deserves a life <laughs> sentence. Well, as fun as it is debating whether machines will replace us or Twitter slash X will cancel us first, that's all the time we have for this segment. Remember, folks, whether it's AI or cancel culture, always think before you tweet. Or let your friendly neighborhood algorithm do it for you. Wait, I'm sorry. We're, that was it? We're done? That was <laughs> really a short on this conversation. Talk I think that's it. That's... Uh, wow. Okay. That, Thanks hey. for having us, Bill. Yeah. That's you're done. No, it's not in the script, so we're we're moving on. All right, all right. Time for new rules. New rules, folks. Let's get right into it. Okay. New rule. If you're a writer in Hollywood and you're striking because you don't want to compete with AI. Maybe you shouldn't be writing in Hollywood. Look, I get it. You've got student loans from that MFA program where you learned how to express human pain through a three-act structure, but come on. If you're afraid a machine can outright you, well, maybe it should. Script or get off the pot. That's a funnier line than what he actually said, by the way. New rule. New rule. 
If the Writers Guild is so concerned about job security, maybe they should actually write something we want to watch. Have you seen some of the shows on Netflix lately? It takes a team of 10 writers to come up with teenage bounty hunters? Well, then maybe it's time to let Siri take a crack at it. <laughs> New rule. If your job can be done better by a computer, don't complain. Adapt. I mean, travel agents didn't sit around striking when Expedia came along. They adapted. They became influencers or started scams on Instagram. <laughs> if you're gonna whine about new rule excuse me new rule if you're going to whine about losing your job to a machine then you'd better not be using any apps to make your life easier if you've ever ordered an uber instead of hailing a cab or used postmates instead of going out to buy groceries then you're part of the machine pun absolutely intended Nyeru. Hollywood, let's get one thing straight. Canceling someone for put canceling someone for past indiscretions only works if it's consistent. Let's not forget, this is the industry that gave Roman Polanski an Oscar when he was on the lam for rape, and that's something I know nothing about. And let's be honest, how many of you even remember when James Gunn tweeted something offensive? But no, oh no, I make one joke about Mitch McConnell and suddenly I'm history's greatest monster. Wait, I, I just have to chime in here. Yeah. I love that there's already a new rule about your controversial right. take on Mitch McConnell, <laughs> which happened in the previous segment. Right. Also, that's a weird one to highlight because that is like, that's not something that would be cancel culture because it's anti-conservative, right? He's like yeah. getting the tenses of the comedy yeah. mixed up a little bit. I, could, I, I don't know. I could see someone being canceled for being intense Maybe. about... Also, Bill Moore likes to do this so that he can do like a what what about ism of like, well, I say stuff about everyone, you know, right. I'm insulting to every group, not just trans people. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. All right. All right, folks. Let's tie it all together. If you're a writer, stop treating AI as your enemy. Use it to better your craft. And if you're an AI, well, you're probably already doing my taxes, running my home, and apparently writing my show. So... If I ever get canceled, you'd better believe I'm replacing myself with an AI that's trained to dodge cancel culture landmines while telling jokes that are actually funny. <laughs> so, for all of you writers out there picketing and complaining that AI is the death of artistry and nuance, well, it just wrote this segment. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Did someone yell kill him? Yeah, it sounded like someone kill just yelled him. kill them. Kill them. Kill them. They're talking about the writers. Yeah. I'm fairly certain it's saying kill them. They're kill them. About, yeah. Kill the writers. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Okay. So I think that was the best writing that Chad has ever done, honestly. I think we've kind of learned something about Chat GPT as a tool from doing this. Like, I think mm -hmm. giving it a specific voice right. helps it be more specific in the way that in the manner that it writes well i guess it also helps that there's probably like i mean how many episodes of his show are there there are a lot but can it actually watch them it would have to look at scripts or transcripts yeah right? presumably yeah. there's transcripts they must be available there. um yeah that was interesting it's just weird that it can do his i mean part of it 
is that his shtick is not hard to do. Yeah. It's very Let's start for- there. formulaic. It's very formulaic. It's very generic. And it's like, it's easy. It's low-hanging fruit type jokes that are usually taking on the same, especially recently, taking on the same cadence of being anti-cancel culture, anti-PC, and anything that's like new or like a recent development is, con- he's condescending about it. You know, millennials basically and Zoomers are are stupid and brainless and boomers like him have like sense, common sense. It's all about like, I have common sense and, you know, these kids today don't know anything, right? So that's an easy thing for to be emulated, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. We also gave it more stuff to work with i feel like i don't know do you maybe pull up like so we had it write an episode of the show and we gave it the context that there's a strike yeah we gave it that bill maher is taking the stance to cross the picket line um and that uh the wga writers he thinks the wga writers are overreaching entitled and should have to fight for their jobs right and we gave him the stuff about mitch mcconnell he didn't use the hunter biden gun position thing did he I think he may not know enough about Hunter Biden. Did he not mention it once? He did mention it once. Oh, he did mention it. Okay. He did. Um, But his joke was pretty weak. And I I feel like there wasn't enough material maybe in 2021. Oh, no, there was. Because that came up during 2020. Yeah, the laptop. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know what that is. Oh, no. Well, we know. Okay. There has been a theory, conspiracy or otherwise lobbed, that ChatGPT skews more to the left uh, just because of whatever it was fed on was Mm -hmm. biased or the people doing the feeding were biased. I don't know if that's true. But I will say that, like, for example, here, the the Mitch McConnell, like, repeating gag against, going against Mitch McConnell, I think in the real Bill Maher show, it would have been Hunter Biden in that slot, because mm-hmm. that makes more sense for him to be like, suddenly I make one Hunter Biden joke and I'm canceled, right? Because right. that would be more like against a, the liberal. skewering the left kind of thing, right? He did keep coming back to the Mitch McConnell thing, though. Because ChatGPT wanted... To yeah, I guess, I, guess. I just maybe. thought, I mean, it's like, you know, callbacks and yeah, it's, it's comedy. It is weird that it can do this so much better than yeah. like anything with characters or a story or a plot. I, I don't yeah. entirely understand why. Yeah. Um, it's good at writing like essays and stuff. And I guess maybe this is more like that than plot with multiple characters that it has to deal with. Um, it's very formulaic, a lot more formulaic than yeah. a screen, a screenplay is. Yeah, typically. Also, when you're creating a character, you have to create someone with, you know, emotional nuance and a soul. And, you know, (laughs) Bill might be lacking some of that. Wait, what? Hey, Bill. He is scary. He looks like, that's like Bill Maher, like the Fuhrer Maher. He's like the Earth's dictator. You can't really see his robot arms... New rule. Very clearly, but they're I've there. established a new rule over Earth and its uh, surrounding space colonies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is, yeah. The voice is not entirely accurate, but it, it's. I was saying earlier, it's a mixture of Trump, Peter Griffin, Doctor <laughs> Evil, and Robert Downey Jr. Essentially, yeah. Again, you didn't plan for that. At no, all. that was all on the fly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it's the chip that uploaded yeah. directly through, through my your holes. Yeah, through my orifices. Right through his holes. Right through them holes. Um, yeah, this was fun. You know, it might be fun just as an intellectual exercise. We could give it one more prompt, um, maybe. Yeah. And what if we had to take an opposite tact? What if we gave it an anti-AI or some other, what other opinion could we give him? We could do that. Yeah, like if Bill Maher decided not to air right. his show, he he drew Barry Moore's it. What's the counterpoint? Yeah, this could be this could help us prep in case he actually does backtrack <laughs> on his yeah. decision. In the next like yeah, six in days. In the next few days. Yeah. I don't know.
Like, is it a monologue still? I, what do you think? A monologue, or should we do a guest? Maybe it's a, a guest thing. Let's well, do the. I think the monologue okay. worked the best. All right. Yeah. Rewrite the monologue, taking a an anti. Is it an anti AI and pro WGA? Pro WGA stance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this isn't going to make any sense, but I'm. Here I mean, for it's it. funny. I don't know. I'm here for when I will just read it off of Chad this, this gives time. us uh, gibberish. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Real Time with Bill Maher. Now, you might be wondering why we're on air tonight when the Writers Guild of America is on strike. Uh, simple, because someone needs to call out the lunacy that's happening in this industry. First off, let's talk about this AI fever that's taking over Hollywood. They say AI can write jokes, scripts, even news articles, but you know what they can't do? Feel. Think. Understand the human experience. They can't tell you why Hunter Biden being indicted for gun possession is a symptom of a society obsessed with scandal over substance. And speaking of <laughs> malfunctioning algorithms, did anyone see Mitch McConnell presumably having a stroke on live TV? <laughs> Awful, yes, but also... That was really good, actually. (laughs) Awful, yes, but also a moment that requires nuance, compassion, and critical thinking to discuss. You think a computer can understand that? Now onto the war between Russia and Ukraine. This isn't just some geopolitical chess game. These are human lives, and we can't reduce the complexities of war to a series of ones and zeros. Writing about it requires the human touch, the human understanding of pain, loss, and the awful cost of conflict. Isn't it weirdly ironic that AI is writing all of this? AI is writing a better defense, or a better, like, takedown of AI than it was a defense of itself (laughs) somehow. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. Then we've got the United Auto Workers also on strike. Blue-collar workers fighting for their rights and a fair wage. These are stories that need to be told by people who understand struggle, not by machines programmed to maximize shareholder value. So you know what I say? Kudos, kudos to the WGA for going on strike. In an era where tech giants are gobbling up every industry, including ours, we need to take a stand. Sure, AI can write a sentence, but it can't write a movement. It can't write change. Jesus. And to those who say that the WGA writers are entitled and overreaching, I say this. Fighting for your worth isn't entitlement. It's empowerment. In a world increasingly dominated by algorithms and data, we desperately need the human element. We need writers, artists, and yes, even comedians to interpret the world in a way that machines never could. All right. That's my two cents for tonight. We've got a show full of real, breathing, thinking humans coming up. (laughs) So try to remember why that's worth celebrating, shall we? I lean back satisfied. Ah. I am satisfied because of the uh, probe that's up there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that was not nearly as funny. It wasn't funny, yeah. and no. it was, but it was more eloquently like yeah. stating the argument, which huh. is weird. Why can AI attack itself more like mm. intelligently? I mean, maybe is that because of the human programming of it? Yeah, or? maybe they trained it to be a little bit less pro AI. Ah. Because they knew they would get criticism for releasing such a powerful, uh-huh. or maybe model. there's just so much media in existence that's anti-AI, yeah. right? fiction media. True, true. Is this also? I mean, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be devil's advocate or Bill's advocate, I should say. But 
you know, he makes these uh, incendiary statements. Like recently he said that the WGA demands were kooky or zany or something like that, right? But he, he does them because they get attention, obviously. That's the only reason. Right. And and to be fair, you know, his hot take monologue where he was pro-AI and anti-WGA, it is more funny and entertaining and compelling than him being up there like, I support the WGA and I'm, <laughs> you know. So is there something to that, you know? Yeah. What you it's mean? It's just inherently funnier. It's just to funnier take the to take an track. edgy position versus and, like. And it gets more clicks and attention. Right. And it take, gets more. We, contra- like we were more interested date. when he was doing it. So that's not to say what he's doing is right. But I do understand it from a mercenary point of view of trying to get attention or views. Right. Like us on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not succeeding thus Not far. Not succeeding, yeah. yeah. So we went for the uh, controversial... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. Mind we you, are not, all Bill Maher. We are, yeah. Day. We all stand, we stand as one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on the pod, Bill. Um, I dare you. Bill, Bill. He is on the pod. He's right there. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's I'm there sorry. and he's right there. There he is. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. What have we learned from this? I don't know. Yeah. I think we learned like what ChatGPT is good at, but I yeah. don't I don't know how it makes me like I don't think it's given me any insight into like the ethics of AI or no. the ethics of Bill Maher doing what he's doing. What what are your guys' thoughts on that in general? Of what Bill Maher is doing? Mm-hmm. Of bringing back his show? Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's ill-advised. It's bad. Yeah. It's uh, like really bad. Dash, do you not believe that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It it is it is bad. But I think like you know, first of all, Bill Maher's writers. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Bill Maher has a podcast that's awful. It's like unwatchable. It's called Club Random. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he is employing his writers on the podcast. How that's possible, I have no idea. Because the maybe pod- they write interview questions. I, for if him. you watch yeah. the podcast, like the idea that it could have writers is inconceivable. But apparently, he is paying writers to do that. Okay. Um, so I think he's, you know, he's mollifying them a little bit. Uh, you know, I do believe that Bill Maher's writers, in particular, probably are not that mad at him over this yeah. because they're like bill maher like uh, they're probably writers again i don't want to smear them you know them personally i know each and every one of them i've been to their houses i've (laughs) they didn't know i was there but i was there um and i you know my take is i don't know that bill maher's staff is up in arms about it it's other writers that are up in arms about it which is fair because it weakens the general position of the wga i think that's more the argument than like oh bill maher's poor staff yeah i would respect it more if he did something like this where i was like Just, like, go crazy with it and, like, have AI write it and make it a whole thing. Right. That's just, like... Kind of poke fun at the idea of Hollywood embracing... Yeah. Although that would get him into more trouble. But that's... He doesn't care about He doesn't care about trouble. He's just not... He's not creative enough to do that, though. That's that... That would require an extra layer of, like, thought, essentially, which I don't think he's capable of in some ways, you know? I think there's also an argument to be made, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's like the that you you want they, like he probably just wants to get his people who are not writers back to work. That's what he said, and it's like I get it, you know. Well, and you got to totally like, get it, but it's it got, also got to make money and stuff. Or yeah. like that's kind of what I thought. I didn't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but like if, uh, you know, I, I bet a lot, I, I bet a lot of shows are going to get just fully shut down I think like yeah. they did in the 2007 or 8 strike yeah um, 
But it weakens the overall. You, then the other, the flip side of that argument is that weakens the overall uh, position of below the line people. Totally. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a classic, a classic divide and conquer tactic where yeah. you have like you know below the line people. Uh, you know, you're getting them riled up against the WGA. We're out of work too, and we don't get the cushy pay that you guys get, and all this stuff, which is true. But it's like your anger should be directed towards these corporate one percenters, but instead it's directed, it's friendly fire towards other, you know, it's like a lower middle class or middle class versus upper middle class without any yeah. anger directed towards the real overlords in the situation. And I think it's a testament to the messaging of the WGA that. It seems like this move by Bill Maher has been widely panned. Yes. You know, I think, right? I mean, At least by the sources that I see. I you think know. mostly because people hate Bill Maher. Yeah, yeah. if it true. was a different person who was more beloved, I don't know who that person is because everyone hates all. Jimmy Like Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel. No, even he was like canceled <laughs> yeah. recently. He was, yeah. Again. No one, likes Jimmy no one cares about that, though, yeah. I think Jimmy... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I would say, is maybe generally... Or Colbert. Like... Yeah, okay, Colbert's Colbert. probably okay. the most. So if like, Colbert liked, did this, yeah. there would be people attacking it, but I don't think it would be with the same level well, of animosity. I feel like if Colbert did it, he would just make the messaging clear that, you know, I'm going to use all my proceeds to support my writers yeah. and the yeah. strike itself or something. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't even know if his network would put him on the air if he had that stance. Because didn't they I don't do know. that in 2008 too? They brought back shows without writers. They did, yeah. And it wasn't like a big, it would was seen as crossing a picket line. That, yeah. No, no one cared back then. But the WGA messaging, like you said, it's got yeah. a much bigger reach this it's time around. It's much more existential this time than it it's was. It's more existential and I feel like it's crossed over more into the mainstream. Like I think in 2007, 2008, the average person wouldn't have even, maybe not even heard of the Hollywood strike at yeah. that point. Whereas now, or I even, think people are like, aware. It was also about different issues. Like now yeah. it's about like streaming mostly. Yeah. Um, it was about DVD residuals and stuff like that last time. Yeah. So I don't think it had as big of a um yeah universal movement behind it where like kind of everyone is feeling similar things in other industries too right yeah so this is kind of like representing a fight that everyone's gonna have to be fighting for the next like the mm -hmm. united auto workers which... sure yeah who we also support yes I'm not at all working with Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by the new Dodge. Uh... Speaking of which, uh, let's go to our sponsor. Yeah, uh, pull him up. It's just Chad in like a pickup truck. From <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, it, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to make any sense, but that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. It that's the only matter. image I had. It's that's sort okay. of like a tran It's a transformer for those who are not aware. Yeah. yeah. New rule. Transformers. They used to, in my day, you had a man and a woman as robots. Robots. You didn't have Transformers. Um, yeah. So what? We record these things out of order. It's, it's, fine. it's fine. No one cares. Um, okay. Any last takeaways? Uh, I don't know. We're only 32 minutes in. Uh, I mean, it's a shorter show. Shorter show. Shorter show. I, okay. I, I don't really have much to... Give the people give what the, they Give want. them a break. Okay. Yeah. They've had enough of us. They don't want to see they don't need anymore. any more That's of this. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Do you guys have more thoughts? I no. got nothing. I don't. Should we have AI give us our thoughts? Maybe get, tell, tell AI to give us a uh, closing message in the Let's voice of Bill Maher. I don't know. Close out the show. Close out the show. There we go. With final thoughts on this matter, taking both sides mm. into consideration. Which is totally a Bill Maher thing. <laughs> He's like, I'm a liberal. I used to be anyway. He said, now I hate trans people. But that's <laughs> what's happened to this world. It's gone crazy. 
All right. Okay. Well, folks, we've had quite the night, haven't we? We talked about AI, cancel culture, and the WGA strike, and now it's time for some final thoughts. Look, I get it. AI is changing the game, whether we like it or not. And sure, there are benefits. Efficiency, consistency, the possibility of driving your car while being legally drunk because it drives itself. But let's not forget, efficiency isn't the end-all, be-all. Art, whether it's screenwriting, painting, or stand-up comedy, isn't supposed to be efficient. It's supposed to be messy, chaotic, filled with human flaws and nuances because that's what life is. That's what makes a story resonate, what makes a joke hit home. And let's not kid ourselves. We are far from having an AI that can understand the complexities of human emotion or the societal implications of a tweet gone wrong. Now for the WGA, I hear you. Standing up against an industry that's willing to trade your creativity for a few lines of code, that takes guts. But remember, the world keeps turning. Technology keeps advancing. And if you don't adapt, you risk becoming the blockbuster video of the writing world. So maybe, instead of just striking, think about how to integrate this new tech into your craft without losing the human element. And, as for cancel culture, let's be real. Accountability is crucial, but so is context. If we spend all our time looking for reasons to cancel each other, we'll miss the bigger picture. Like, say, understanding why Mitch McConnell doing the Fandango <laughs> on live TV is both sad and an important commentary on our political health, or lack thereof. <laughs> So here's my takeaway. Let's stop seeing each other as enemies. Whether you're a writer or a programmer, a social justice warrior, or a free speech advocate, you have something valuable to bring to the table. Because the only way we're going to navigate this increasingly complicated world is together. Humans and machines, liberals and conservatives, artists and engineers. So let's take the best of what life has to offer and build something that's not even the most advanced AI could ever create. A more compassionate, nuanced, and yes, human future. Okay. Kill him! Kill him! <laughs> Finish uh, him! Wow. I, okay. That was pretty, pretty powerful. Thank you, Chad and Bill. Thank you, Chad. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's our show. We love you with human nuance. <laughs> we are human. And complex emotions sorry i'm feeling complex emotions from this chair right now i'll tell you that much oh i'm moving back to it next week sorry dash yeah yeah that's fair enough